You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. You have just found everything apostolic. Hello, this is Charles Rodas, your host. So excited to be with you again and more excited that you're with me. And I'd love to talk in your ear this uh, this evening. And hey, I've got a great subject that I think will be a spiritual blessing to you. And it's a subject that has been one of my studies basically all of my Christian life. And um, so the subject is carnality, your daily battle. Yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about today. Carnality, your daily battle, because you know what? It is your daily battle. It's my daily battle. Everyone that lives for God, that is conscious uh, of being right with God. Now, some are really you know, in a, not a good spiritual condition, and they're not paying attention, they're living for the flesh, they're not fighting against it, they're not trying to war, war and, and, and win in this battle of uh, against the flesh. So I'm not talking about them today, and uh, if by chance you're one of those that's listening, I, I want you to be blessed as well and encouraged, because you and I can win this daily battle against our carnality. And yes, absolutely, it is a daily battle. <clears throat> but you know, the battle is not as much of a battle when you're doing the things that you can do to keep your flesh at bay, to keep it at to keep it in check, to you know, and then you can walk in victory. Now, let me say this right here. The Christian church world, the non-apostolic, when I when I say apostolic, you, you need to listen to my first podcast and I explain what apostolic is. I'm talking about us that have been born again of the water and spirit, repented of our sins, water baptized exclusively in the name of Jesus Christ, received the Holy Ghost with evidence by speaking with tongues. And that's the beginning. That's the new birth. And then that modest lifestyle, that holy lifestyle that we believe, the one God message and teaching. I'm talking about that kind of apostolic. All right. There's other others that are imposteristic, if that's a word. <laughs> uh, but there are there are counterfeits of the true apostolic faith. But today I'm talking to us, the church, the church of the living God. And so I want to read a scripture, several from Romans chapter eight. But the church world is teaching us today, uh, teaching, if you listen to that, I have heard it from time to time, and I don't, I do not subscribe to listening to these teachers and preachers uh, that are not saved themselves, you know, if they're not born again of the water and spirit, um, you know, 
I, I guess if they don't have a revelation of how to get saved, how are they going to tell me how to stay saved, right? And how to live for God. That's the way I see it, brother, sister. But the teachings out there nowadays is that you can walk in the flesh and that you sin every day and that you live the life you live. And if it's a carnal life, it's a sinful life. Well, you know, there's a teaching out there that basically says that God is constantly forgiving you as you sin without any need of repentance. You know, it's like a once in grace, always in grace type thing. Uh, once saved, always saved uh, kind of a spirit. But uh, I'm not sure about you, but I believe that we should repent. If I know that I've done wrong, said, done, whatever, something wrong, I need to repent and I need to be right before God. And I don't need to just take it for granted that the blood is going to cover that. And I encourage you to do the same thing. And no doubt you do that. And you're, you're, you are apostolic, no doubt. And you found this podcast. And again, we're so glad about that. But let me go to Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to begin reading verse 5. And again, thank you so, for much, so much today for being part of this. And read, uh, reading down verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after, oh, you know what? Let me let me start at verse one. I, I think it's really crucial to start at verse one here. Let, let's do that. And then I'm going to skip down to five. So verse one, uh, chapter eight. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay, very important uh, scripture there. We don't want to miss that because we're talking about this flesh. This flesh wants to rule. This flesh wants to be the king on the throne of your life, all right? So there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, okay? Are you walking after the flesh or are you walking after the spirit, okay? We're supposed to be walking after the spirit. We're supposed to be seeking God and uh, seeking to be spiritual-minded people, you know, um, going to start here at verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind, they think about the things of the flesh. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. For they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are after the flesh cannot please God. Okay, just want to read you those few verses, but let's go back to verse 5, and let's kind of dissect this a little bit, because I want to help you, the listener, get closer to God, all right? I want to help you overcome carnality that you may be fighting, that you may not be winning this battle, you may not be winning this war, uh, that is, is an onslaught against you because look at the carnality. Look at the carnality that that is out there in front of us today. Look at all of the social media. Uh, and I'm not saying it's wrong to have social media, not at all, but there's so much of it, it can really consume your time and keep you away from the spiritual things like reading your Bible and, and praying and keeping your mind on God because you're wondering about the next post or the next comment or whatever it might be. And so, no, I don't think those things are wrong. But, you know, within a certain, you know, keeping uh, tabs on 
what we're doing and making sure these things stay in check and they don't control us. We need to control these things instead of them controlling us because they will begin to control your thoughts. All right. So they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, the flesh. Okay. Carnal people will do carnal things. All right. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So if you are spiritual minded, you are going to seek after the spiritual things of God. All right. You want to know what the spiritual things are of God. You want to do the spiritual things of God. You are hungry and passionate after God. As David said, uh, or Jesus said, I'm sorry, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for they shall be filled for blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness after righteousness, after spirituality. It's not just any spirituality, but it's a sanctified, righteous, spiritual mind that we need to seek after. So if you're carnal, you, if you have a carnal mind, they that are after the flesh do mind. They think about, they dwell, they, they meditate all day long. They think about fleshly, carnal things. Now, Let's dissect the word carnal. We're going to read more about that in verse 6. But the word carnal in this passage is taken from a Greek word. That Greek word is spelled S-A-R-X. I pronounce it sarx, if that's correct. I'm not Greek. I'm not sure. But it means of the fleshly nature. Uh, it means host or, or hostile spirit or a hostility or to be an enemy of God, okay? I don't want my mind to be the enemy of God. Look at verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So you're one or the others. There's no middle ground. You, you, there's, no, there's, there's nothing else. You either have a spiritual mind or you have a carnal mind. Um, and so there are things that, are very spiritual, you know, like going to church and reading our Bible and praying and fasting. Uh, but you could still be a spiritual person and right with God by going to the park with your family, sitting down to a nice dinner, maybe at a restaurant or, or what have you. There's a, a lot of innocent things you can do. And that doesn't mean you're carnal. All right. Sure. You're eating. Okay. Jesus ate, but he wasn't carnal. All right. He fed the 5,000, but he wasn't feeding them carnality. We have to sustain ourselves. So there's a lot of things in this world we, we do that are not carnal, that are not sinful. But there are things outright, outright wrong when it comes to entertaining our flesh. Okay. When you're entertaining your flesh, you're entertaining your carnality, that is... Look, look what it says. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So when you are entertaining your carnal mind. Now, personally, I don't get involved in, in carnality where uh, in that carnality, other people are committing sin. You know, people sit down and, you know, um, they'll watch a show or uh, a video or they run a movie or something like that. And they are entertained by others sinning. Um, that's not a spiritual mind. 
I'm not entertained. I, I don't. I don't see how that could be a spiritual mind uh, or say that is spiritual at all to sit down and be entertained by others committing sin. So there's things that we have to lay aside. There's things that we've got to quit. There's things that we've got to do to maintain a spiritual mind. For to be calmly minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Praise God. When you have a spiritual mind, there is life there it's a there is a peace there a peace that passes all understanding you don't live in worry and fret and anxiety because there's a trust in god and your your heart is right with god and you're living for god and you love living for god praise the lord you know what i'm talking about you're there or you've been there or you're on your way there one or the other right and i hope you're there or on your way all right so let's take a look at verse seven because the carnal mind what the carnal mind that fleshly mind <coughs> that carnal fleshly mind that that mind the thoughts that is hostile toward god you see but my mind's not hostile toward god okay you're watching something really that you would be embarrassed your entertainment is really em- would be embarrassed maybe to have your pastor sitting by you all right, or have Jesus walk in? Well, Jesus has walked in, right? <laughs> but we forget that Jesus has walked in. We forget that Jesus is there. And we, as Christian people, sometimes we're partaking of carnality without realizing we're even doing it at the moment. You, It's so easy to get caught up in this world. But look what Paul said to the Roman church, because the Roman church was dealing with this, because the carnal mind is enmity. It's enmity. If you translate it in the Greek, it means the enemy of. It means that it's hostile towards. Hostile, hostile. Have you ever been around somebody that was hostile towards you? Have you ever been in the workplace and there was another coworker that was just hostile towards you? Or in school, you remember somebody that was hostile towards you? Or a spouse or some other relative or a neighbor that was hostile towards you? That's not a good position to be in. That's not anything you look forward to, but think about that's what the word carnal is. When you have a carnal mind, your mind is hostile towards God. Your mind is the enemy of God in those moments, those minutes, those hours, those days where however you're live, long you're living and staying in that carnal state of mind. Because, he says, verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. It is not subject to, in other words, it will not submit. That carnal mind will not come under the authority of the things of God. It will not come under the authority of what God wants for our life. It will not come under the authority of, it will not submit to God's laws, God's word. It won't submit. It will resist the things of God. All right. That's why you've got to win the battle of carnality. That's why you and I, and and, and before I'm done here, I'm going to give you four things that you can do on a regular basis that will help you win this ongoing battle to keep it in check. All right. To keep it at bay where you're constantly winning 
constantly winning. Praise God. That's what I want. I, I want to win <laughs> against carnality. And that's why I'm doing these things that I'm going to show you in a few minutes too. So let's look at it again. Verse 6 of verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. All right. Talking about the mind. A Holy Ghost filled person can have a carnal mind. Oh, absolutely you can. You can have a carnal mind. You know, for a minute, an hour, a day. You can live that way every day. There are people that have the Holy Ghost and they've walked away from God. They maybe still have the Holy Ghost, but they're not acting like they have the Holy Ghost. They're living purposefully for the carnal for the carnality of this world and the flesh and the lust thereof. Now, you and I that are, you know, we're we're desirous of God and we're seeking God. You know what? We could still be carnal as well if we're not careful. That's why Jesus said, watch and pray lest you fall into or enter into temptation. Okay, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. That carnal mind will not submit to God. So that's why you've got to win this battle and have the mind of Christ. All right? You've got to put on Christ. You've got to be clothed with humility. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, having the mind of Christ. What was he thinking about all day long? What do I think about all day long? What do you think about all day long? What we think about all day long should be the same things that Christ was thinking about all day long. Listen, living for God and thinking about uh, good things should not be a drudgery to us. You know, was it in Philippians? Was, was it chapter two? I don't have it in front of me. I just thought of it. But he said, think on these things, the things that are lovely and pure and honest and good report and so on and so forth. So it should not be a drudgery to think on these things and resist contrary things. To It should not be a drudgery to submit to the good and resist evil and resist carnality because the carnal mind cannot submit. All right. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. All right. So we've got to win this battle. Now, the good thing is when you start winning this battle, it's easier to stay on top of it. Let's just say right now, there's a person listening to this podcast at this moment. That person's really been losing as of lately. I mean, for days or weeks or months, they have just man been entertaining the carnal mind and they've just been, you know, acting in ways inappropriate, not right with God, constant error, constant sin, and pretty much living that way, you know, but that same person says, listen, I want, I want to get on top of this. I want to overcome. I, I don't want to live for the world. I don't want to backslide. I don't want to live for the devil. I don't want the mind of the devil. I don't want to mind hostile, hostile towards God. I want a mind that's pleasing to God. I want my thoughts pleasing to God. One of the very first scriptures that I memorized at the age of 17, going back 40-something years ago, 40-plus years ago, all right, 1980, was uh, was this verse here, Romans 8, 7. And then it was another verse in Isaiah 26 and verse 3. So those two verses, one of the one of the first couple verses that I remember memorizing as a teenager in Isaiah 26, 3, I believe says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Hallelujah. Whose mind 
is stayed on thee. What did Paul say to Timothy? He said, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly unto them that thy profiting may appear to all. So you got to ask yourself the question. Do you control your thoughts or do your thoughts control you? I'm talking about having the mind of Christ, talking about having a spiritual mind where you're not being controlled by, by outside thoughts and temptations, but you are controlling the situation because your mind is stayed on Christ. Regardless of what you do, you, 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 you are determined. Your mind is made up. You're going to get and keep your mind on Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You can do it. Oh, you sure can. Praise God. All right. And so let's take a look at, let's jump down to verse 13. And then I'm going to give you those four steps to getting and maintaining a spiritual mind and living in a state of victory over carnality. You don't want carnality to sit on the throne of your mind. Who is, listen to this question, who is the God of your mind? <clears throat> Who's sitting on the throne of your mind? Or what is sitting on the throne of your mind? Whatever you think about all day long is really who or what you are. That's why I'm encouraging somebody right now to gird up as Paul said, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, okay, which means to be, have your thoughts alert, your mind alert. Why? Because we got an adversary, the devil has a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Oh, praise God, praise God. All right, so let's, let's take a look at verse 13. I'm in Romans chapter 8, verse 13. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For if you live after the flesh, if you live after carnality, you shall live. No, you shall die. You're going to die in your sins. You're going to die and be lost. For if you live after the flesh, he's talking to the church. Here's to said to you, talking to the Roman church, talking to us today. All right. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify, do mortify, to mortify means to put to death. You've got to put to death the deeds of the body. You've got to kill the deeds of the body. And in a few minutes, again, I'm going to give you four ways to help you do that. And if you apply these four things, you know, on a regular basis, you're going to walk in victory. It's guaranteed scripture. You're going to walk in victory. No, you listen, you could be walking in total defeat right now, and I hope you're not. But if you're walking in total defeat right now, or you're living in a place where you just not, you just don't have that spiritual mind that you want, hang on in a couple of minutes. I'm going to give you that. Let's finish verse. Let's finish this verse, verse 13. For if you live after the flesh or the carnality, that carnal mind, that sarks, that, that hostility with a mind that you say, well, I'm never hostile towards God. No, you're not. But that carnality within itself is hostile, hostile, even though you're not, you don't feel that way. But that thing you're entertaining that you love, that you partake in, that's carnal, that is hostile towards God. 
It is. It really is. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit, what? Through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. But if you through the spirit, through the Holy Spirit, mortify, put to death, kill the deeds of the body, the things that you can do in your body, if you do that, you shall live. All right, so in just a moment, I'm going to give you this. I want you to hang on just for about a minute, and we're going to come back. We're going to go over those four ways to overcome this flesh. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. If your prayer life needs reviving, or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, The chapter, Through the Veil, will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, this is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. Okay, so we just reviewed Romans chapter 8, verse 1, verses 5 through 8, and verse 13. Of course, there's a lot more in the Bible about the subject, but I want to give you a good Shot in the arm, an overview of the subject, carnality, your daily battle. Again, this is Charles Rodas, your host with Everything Apostolic. So now we're going to go over the four, four ways. If you use all of these, you can't use one or two or three. But you need to have all four of these in your life. All four of these in your life. Four victory victory in your mind in your thoughts against carnality the first one is now there probably you can name them number one is prayer you've got to have a daily prayer life there's no way you're going to maintain a spiritual mind you go, you can go to church on sunday or midweek and or revival services and man you you got so blessed and so stirred, but you know what? If you don't go home and that next day when that's over with and you pick up and maintain that with a prayer life, now I'm not going to get on here and tell you how long you got to pray, but let me encourage you. You need to be praying more than five or six minutes a day. You need to get some quality time in your closet. You say, well, I pray on the way to work and that's, that's all well and good. And you keep praying on your way to work, but that's not closet time. Jesus said, you've got to enter into your closet. And if you're not sure what that means, you really need to look at that seriously because you need seclusion with God. Seclusion. I mean, 
where your ears hear nothing else, your eyes see nothing else, your senses feel nothing else except time with God. Because the more secluded you can be in prayer can be of great benefit to you. Now, at our church, uh, man, we have tremendous pre-service prayer, and it, it can go on. It always goes at least 30 minutes. Sometimes it'll go a solid hour. You know, and man, that's just, that's just incredible. But you know what? But with that, I've learned that I've got to have my own time with God on Monday and Tuesday and every day of the week. I can't rely on great, powerful church services. So number one, I've got to have a prayer life. And brother, sister, you've got to have a prayer life. If you're going to get serious about what I'm talking about, uh, carnality, your daily battle, and overcoming that carnal mind, You've got to find a time each day where you pray. I mean, if it's 6 in the morning or 8 in the morning, if it's 6 in the evening or 10 p.m., whatever it might be. But you've got to have a time where you seek God. And the key to that is keeping that time every, keeping the time the same every day if possible. And the same location, that same room or whatever. Why? Because then you can more focus and things don't so distract you. And that's what we call the closet. It's not a clothes closet. It's not a shoe closet, okay? But it's a secluded place like that. I can spend more time on that, but I won't. Number two is regular Bible reading. If you can get in that word every day, if not every day, almost every day, get in that word meditate, study. It's not about reading the Bible in a year, and that's all well and good. If you can do that, that's great. But more than just reading the Bible, it's meditating and focusing on the Scripture and letting God speak to you. Like Romans chapter 8, I have, and and Romans chapter 6, you take these two chapters in Romans, I have spent uh, I don't know how many hours. And now if you added it up, it'd probably be days or weeks that I have spent literally over, over the last 40 something years meditating in these two chapters alone, because I see the importance of Romans chapter six. We didn't go into that, but it's on the same subject. It's about the flesh and the carnal mind. And I encourage you to really study Romans chapter six, maybe as homework. All right. So Bible reading, constant staying in the word. All right. Uh, number three is fasting. We, as Holy Ghost filled believers, fasting will keep your flesh down like nothing else. I'm telling you what, you can go on a two day fast and there's a whole lot of in you that will die in two or three days. A bunch of carnality is going to die in two or three days without food, water only. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Powerful, powerful weapon against your flesh. Oh, it is. And we can spend a lot of time there. We can spend a lot of time there, but I won't. So one other thing, and that's church attendance and church involvement. I'm saying number four is church attendance. Now, these are not in any special order. Their church attendance is, <laughs> there is no, there's no option with it. You've got to have church attendance. You've got to be part of a local apostolic body. Amen. You've got to be. All right. So, but not just attending church, but you need to be involved in church. You need to have some kind of a ministry. I don't care if it's cleaning bathrooms. I don't care if it's mowing the lawn. I don't care if it's serving the elderly, uh, taking up offering, whatever you can be allowed to do and be blessed and thankful to do in your church. That, that involvement is so good for you. 
Amen. Every one of us need involvement in the church of the living God. Okay, so again, recapping how to overcome carnality, how to overcome the carnal mind in yourself. All right, four things. Number one is that prayer life. All right. Number two is constant Bible reading, Bible study every day if possible. All right. Number three, a regular regimen of fasting. If possible, if possible, every week, if possible, every day, uh, one day a week, maybe two days a week. Sometimes if possible. Uh, Number four is church attendance slash church involvement. If you'll do these things, as I said, okay, if I'm talking to somebody right now that is struggling, you are going to begin to see is going to be immediate in a few days or a week. I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about if you'll continue to do that, you are going to learn to walk in victory. I believe it in Jesus name. I'm convinced of it. How do I know? Because I've been doing it most of my life. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God in Jesus' mighty name. You've been listening to Everything Apostolic. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.